Hey, Gonzaga fans, welcome back to another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow. One of us is a legend. The other one is just here to lob up assists. I'd like to think, Dan, that if we had ever played together, I would have gotten real good at learning very quickly. Get the ball to Dan anyway. Uh, he's a better shooter than you are. Thank you, everyone, for joining. As a reminder, you can follow us at Fan Nation Zags on all the social media. You can also subscribe to us, Gonzaga Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. We like to start with a WCC weekly episode. We are in the dog days of summer now, um, so not not going to bore you with. Uh, I wanted. I literally came on and we were starting to show prep, and I started saying, "Dan, let's talk schedules. Let's talk competitive." And like his eyes rolled into the back of his head. He wanted <laughs> to talk a little bit of NBA. I'm curious though, Dan, because the draft is behind us, and I don't think the people want any more actual draft reaction talk but there's a lot of zags and by proxy wcc players that are now nba multi multi-millionaires based off of the last two weeks of free agency and contract signings and i'm just curious uh like can we just let's take a lap and let's keep uh, everyone up to date on the alumni of, of the gonzaga program and all the wcc schools and what they are up to in the nba because i think some people might be surprised that like Rui Hachimura is like a key name listed in some potential stuff. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff to get to. So what have you been following a little bit in the NBA WCC realm? Yeah. I mean, like you said, the draft was, I, I thought a great um, uh, event again for the WCC to, to show that, Hey, you can be a pro coming out of that league, but that's just one day in your career. You need to figure out how to create longevity in a career. Uh, and if you look around the WCC and, and some of the NBA news, there's been a guy, a few guys that uh, are figuring it out. Uh, Jamari Bouye just signed a two-way contract. Uh, he's obviously from San Francisco. Um, some of the newer guys, like a Logan Johnson, are going to play NBA Summer League. Um, you know, then you you take a look at uh, on the Gonzaga side, Drew Timmy and Malachi Smith are at the Exhibit Ten, so they'll be in the NBA Summer League. Uh, some of the other guys that will um, kind of essentially extend their careers in an uh, amazing way. Uh, there's four of them out of the WCC. The two that come to mind for for a lot of Gonzaga fans probably read the news. DeMontis Sabonis signs a massive deal. I want to say it's $217 million. Uh, so it's essentially a max extension, which is awesome. Uh, you know, and he deserves every bit of that because of what – he has become in the NBA as an all-NBA player and all, all-star uh, in the value that he brings to the Kings. You know, the other one for Gonzaga would be Rudy Hachimura. Um, you know, he, he found a home in L.A. Not that he, Washington wasn't a good fit. It's just L.A. was a, a really nice spot for him. He played well down the stretch of the season and had some good spots in the playoffs. He signed, I believe it was a three-year, $51 million deal to keep him with the Lakers. Um, and so I thought that was tremendous. And then two players for uh, out of the WCC for St. Mary's signing uh, deals as well. Patty Mills, uh, obviously he's carved out a 10 plus year in the NBA as being a 5'10", 5'11 guard, uh, which is awesome, which is unbelievable to see. But he signed a deal with uh, the Houston Rockets. I believe it was only a one year deal. Um, the Forgive me if I'm mistaken. And then the other one, um, which for some people is going to be a bit of a shock, but if you watched this player and how well he played at times last year for Phoenix, you wouldn't be. And that would be Jock Londale uh, from St. Mary's as well. Signed a three-year deal with 
the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's turned himself into a, a nice NBA player. So um, definitely some movement in the NBA realm for WCC products. Uh, there'll be a lot of the other guys that will play uh, in NBA summer league for different teams. Um, you know, you, you, you're talking guys like uh, I would imagine Chet Holmgren might play. I haven't heard any final uh, confirmations or press releases from, from the OKC Thunder, um, but it would be an easy way for him to get some live game reps in that type of a setting before preseason begins. So he's the guy to keep an eye out on. Uh, eye out for, uh, you know, Gonzaga's typically had a number of other recently graduated players that play summer league, but the WCC all in all uh, is becoming, you know, uh, a place where you can carve out a professional career. Uh, Frankie Ferrari actually comes to mind. He actually is going to play summer league with the Memphis Grizzlies. So lots of players with WCC ties to follow in this next 10 days, two weeks with NBA summer league. And I, I don't pretend like, you know, Patty Mills contract is going to make high school athletes say, Oh, I now want to go to St. Mary's. Cause that's a direct correlation. The way that some of the blue blood, Kentucky, Kansas programs might just get that natural sort of a lot of stars go over there. So kids want to go there, but I got to wonder this all helps on the, the front office side, right at the NBA level, where it, as long as those people are convinced that the WCC can produce good, viable NBA talent, they will keep looking in those places for good, viable NBA talent, right? So this is good news, even if it's a you know somewhat number of years removed from them playing in the WCC for those players in a trickle down kind of way, right? Yeah, without a doubt, because, you know, for example, if, if there are multiple teams in the league, the WCC that have produced pros, um, you know, you're you're going to have the ability to, uh, as a program, market not only your program, if you sent guys to the pros, but you market uh, and, and have pride in your own league, um, you know, and, and the hope would be that. And I'm not saying the WCC is going to become the Pac-12 or the Big Ten in regards to NBA talent. But what you hope is that when an NBA front office and their scouting department kind of breaks out their schedule of who goes where and, and when during the course of the season to, to evaluate potential pro prospects, is that they wouldn't be like, oh, we're, we we don't want to see these guys in a league setting. Um, we want to we have to go see them, you know, at a at a preseason event, say a Maui Invitational or an MTE where it's a multi-team event in Madison Square Garden. You you would you hope for the WCC sake that the league continues to get stronger, where um, scouts would be able to be like, you know what, I want to see a league game because that opposing team has plenty of talent. Um, but it's also because one of the things that scouts always look at is how how do you perform when everybody's prepared to take away your first option or your second option? Uh, what are you able to fall back on? And can, can you work through uh, being the focal point of the uh, opposition's um, attack, whatever that, that may be? And, and really, there's no better place to learn that than in a league setting because teams know each other inside and out. But the caveat to that is the opposing teams in the league have to have enough talent um, for, for a front office and a scouting department to say, want to go to the league. And I definitely see that that's the case. I mean, you know, you look at 
the talent that we just talked about. Um, you know, Gonzaga would play in L- at LMU last year, and there'd be plenty of NBA scouts there. I was going to uh, say LMU was the school that was coming to mind where uh, some of these NBA teams know they have no excuse to not have somebody drive down to LMU to watch Santa Clara. Gonzaga, all these different schools come in and play them. Uh, also, because Gonzaga themselves or uh, LMU themselves have been working really hard. Uh, we've had Stan on a couple of times on the show over the last couple yeah. of years, and they are the everything is trending upward right there, it would seem as yeah. well. So, uh, unintentional plug for all the NBA scouts to check out a lot of uh, LMU games, but it also feels like, come on, like it, it, it's in your backyard, Lakers and Clippers, and probably most other teams have a scout living in Southern California. Make it happen. So, Dan, what else? Wrapping up on this pro episode of Gonzaga Nation. And again, you can follow us at Fan Nation Zags on all the social media or get your podcasts by subscribing to Gonzaga Nation wherever you get your podcasts. Is there anything in the you, you mentioned Chet on his return? A lot of guys playing the summer leagues. Is there anything that we missed in talking about the WCC's ties to the pro leagues this summer? Not really. I mean, I think, you know, for any fan of Gonzaga basketball and any fan of college basketball or the WCC, um, you know, the NBA summer league is is truly a unique event. It's an absolutely uh, perfect place for a basketball fan to go and just immerse yourself uh, in the pro game for a day or two. Um, You know, the, 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 there's, I believe, Orlando might still have their summer league, which is just typically a two to three, three day deal. Salt Lake city and the jazz have a two to three day deal this year, but really the big one is, is Vegas. Now it's kind of taken over where it's about a 10 day summer league. And uh, if, if you were to go uh, it's a lot of times it's a first chance to see these um, lottery picks um, before you'd have to pay 10 times what you would have to pay for a ticket at summer league. Uh, and you have a chance to see these free under, drafted free agents like um, Malachi Smith or Drew Timmy, or you have a chance to see maybe guys that you remember in the college game and you're curious about how they've developed since they've left college or what they're up to now, what their game might be. It's a great opportunity to see that, you know, you could go to, to UNLV's campus and watch a game at the Thomas and Mack center. Then you walk through the concourse and you go to a game at Cox pavilion that starts uh, an hour later, watch some of that game, then walk back to Thomas and Max Center and watch another. I mean, you you could literally catch six, maybe up to six NBA games in one day if you were to go to NBA Summer League. It, it's an absolutely uh, phenomenal event. And the other thing is you, you might be waiting in line uh, at the concession stand and have a chance to to talk to an NBA general manager or a head coach. Uh, it is really a cool, unique event. I'll tell you what. You've got me. T- you've got me convinced. It is hot there during the summer, so as long as we're picking up those yard-long margaritas as we walk back and forth between games, I'll be there with you, man. We'll create some content. Um, no, it it really it sounds like uh, that's been the best pitch I've heard yet for watching the summer league. Is that it's going to be big for WCC stock for the next couple of years to play the game of like see who's making moves in in this weird mesh of first round pick guys just trying to fight for a spot and everything in between as everyone's getting it all dialed in. So if that is everything you got on the pro segment, Dan, we will say thank you very much for everyone for tuning in to another episode of Gonzaga nation. That's Dan Dickow. I'm Christian Pedersen. You can follow us at fan nation Zags. You can get a hold of Dan himself at Dan Dickow 21 on Twitter until next time. We'll talk to you soon fans.